0: Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go-Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Mystery in Space number 108. Cover date June 1966. Cover price, 12 cents. Cover artist Murphy Anderson. Edited by Jack Schiff featuring Ultra the Multi-Alien in The Invasion of the Colossal Creatures, written by Dave Wood, art by Lee Elias. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! Welcome to the world of love and laughter, baby. The sunshine of a brand new day You drifted onto the sea You flowered into a dream A dream that never would fade away Two strange giants materialize on Earth and begin causing trouble. Ultra the multi-alien is summoned. But he soon finds that he is powerless to stop the giants. Worried? Don't worry. I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. Test, 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 test. Let me do from test by yeah, a laugh. Yeah, do a laugh. Jeez, no math. Oh, oh,
1: wait, let me just laugh like I normally would. Say something funny. Uh I had a dream about you last night. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> it was one of those dreams. Let me know when you're ready to start recording, so I I've can already start. started recording. I'm not done doing my nails. Why yet? are you doing your nails? You're a man. Oh, my nails are garbage nails. They're chipping and away and everything. I had remember when I had those gel nails put on because I broke so many nails again.
0: You're a man. You should not have gel nails. Just
1: on my four guitar hand fingers or guitar fingers. Anyway, <sighs> it was, they ripped up. I had to pull them off. They ripped up my nails, worse than they ever were. So as they are growing out and
0: being healthy, they're just like, they're chipping and, oh, it's awful. Fascinating. Yeah, isn't it? Um, I wonder how Ultra the Multi-Alien would handle chipping nails. Oh, are we recording? Does he even have <laughs> nails? <laughs> okay, we've gone, okay, we've gone into it. Okay, so,
1: hi. <laughs> I told you we were recording okay. already. I wasn't really paying attention. I was doing I my nails. I know, you never do.
0: Oh. <laughs> um, why is your laugh so loud, I wonder?
1: Um, it's because I live... Such a, I don't know, I feel things more than
0: you do. True. (laughs) Um, Hi, everyone. Hello! Welcome to Checkered Pass, where we look at DC's checkered, masked-headed comic books published from February 1966 to August 1967. Are you a robot? What's going on with your voice? What do you mean? I'm just trying to inform any new listener. Oh, okay. What we do here. Okay. Mostly we just talk about ourselves. And, and a little know. bit about comics, like Mystery in Space number 108, where Ultra the Multi-Alien is fighting Audrey too. <laughs> little shit of <laughs> I
1: don't know why that's funny to me. And
0: avoiding all manner of sticky traps. <laughs> sticky trap. <laughs> uh, Ultra oh. the Multi-Alien falls victim to the invasion of the colossal creatures. Creatures. Ultra the Multi-Alien, of course, is astronaut Ace Arn, who was attacked by four separate aliens with ray guns, which were designed to turn the victim into a duplicate of said alien. Having been hit by all four ray guns at once, he is split into a Well, a multi alien, as it says in the title. One quarter of his body being uh, having the characteristics of the alien that
1: hit him with the ray gun. Yes, so except for the diet, we don't know anything about the diet recovery version. The region Uh, of his body.
0: One quadrant of his body is blue and hairless and possesses magnetic powers. One quadrant is green and furry and possesses super strength. Super strength. One quadrant. Uh, is a bird leg, which allows him to fly, and the remaining quadrant is a bolt of lightning, which sticks out of his aforementioned tidy whities. <laughs> we don't have any idea what's under there. We, I don't even want to know.
1: No. Hey, um, speaking of flight, you had a
0: flight dream last night, didn't you? I did. I was a superhero in my dream, mm-hmm. except that my costume consisted of a church choir robe, <laughs> which is the worst. Which are there. not very aerodynamic. Although you know, I bet they could. You've seen those those flying squirrel suits that people jump off mountains with. Yes, I bet a choir robe could do that if it was reinforced. Yes, probably. Yes. Um, about that. The yeah. problem in my dream, when I fly in my dreams, I just sort of have to run fast and then get off the ground, and I don't it's more like floating it's very common for flight dreams to be like that and i kept dipping into a river i was flying over a river and of course that didn't do well with the quairo would have got wet it got wet, wet weighted down. down yeah yeah i have enough trouble getting my own bulk off
1: the ground <laughs> oh my god bob i was sitting on the floor today you probably heard me vacuuming yes um, thank i was you. i decided i wanted to vacuum in here mm-hmm. in our office the studio in the, the stu- recording studio Okay, <clears throat> when I was reading the comic "Mystery in Space," yes, um, because we are here to talk about comics, issue number one hundred eight, and I was doing some hip opening exercises, and my, sounds hot. Oh no, it's not hot. Yeah, my hips are a mess. I haven't been stretching like I used to. It's that's a pandemic thing. Like I've abandoned all sorts of practices that I used to do all the time. And boy, was it! It was.
0: It wasn't painful, like you know, but it was just not comfortable. Yeah. Well, I've got some good news for your hips. What? One week from tomorrow, we receive our new Purple Mattress. Purple Mattress is not a sponsor of the show. Purple Mattress is not a sponsor um, of the show. We just did some research and found a Purple Mattress would be best for full-figured, full-figured. side sleepers, which yes. we are. Yeah, um, I'm a little more full-figured, like five pounds more than you. <laughs> <laughs> ho, ho, on. ho. Try and squirm out of this sticky trap, Ultra. There's a lot of sticky traps in this issue. Yeah, there are. Yeah. And uh, a lot of alliterative names. Speaking of alliterative names, happy birthday to Bob Barker, 97 years old today.
1: Bob Barker's 97 years old. Yes,
0: and you know what else? What? He despises Betty White. He will not appear at any public event where Betty White is present. Was there an altercation in their past? Yes.
1: Why, you know something.
0: So, there was uh, an elephant held at the L.A. County Zoo. Okay. And as you know, Bob Barker is a great animal, animal activist. 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 Yes, yes. yes, and so he wanted the elephant released to an elephant sanctuary. Okay. Uh, Betty White wanted to build a bigger enclosure for the elephant and keep it at the zoo. Okay. And Bob Barker is having none of it.
1: Oh, Oh, they wait, were, this is
0: a recent... I don't know how recent it is, but they were both invited to some, you know, television awards ceremony, and he said, "If Betty White's there, I'm not going." Wow. Forget you. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. So. Wow. Cheers to Mr. Barker. Yeah. I still like Betty White, though. But they're both treasures. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: And they're both super old. <laughs> Ultra the oh, wouldn't that be just the thing for
0: 2020? Uh. Trust me. I thought thought of that already. Yeah, Ultra the multi alien. Multi hard to say, isn't it? Yeah, Ultra the multi alien. That's why I've never written a song about him. Right. Where did they come from? Why did they roam certain planets of our solar system ruthlessly plundering for different objects on each? How to get rid of them? These were the questions that plagued Ultra as even his own amazing powers were unable to stop the, the invasion, invasion of, of the, the colossal, colossal creatures. creatures. Uh, we'll see, Ultra, this issue makes a lot of use out of his lightning leg. Mm-hmm. K- kicking electricity zap, everywhere. Zap,
1: zap, zap, zap,
0: Maybe my lightning blasts can't knock out this alien Goliath, he thinks, but they can dazzle him and keep him from that train. Dazzler. Um, this giant, drawn Ultra. by Lee Elias, mm-hmm. looks... As we him. see on the belt of the giant. You... Uh, Are too young, but it reminds me of the cartoon character Shazam. Yeah. Who was a giant genie. Okay. Um, I also love the design of this train, which exists in the future, I guess. This this is not our, our, like, these are not
1: set in modern times. I guess. Or in a different universe because there's all sorts of sciencey and things, and people use ray guns, and there are people living on all the planets of the solar system or many of the planets well, of yeah. the solar so system. So I
0: think it is supposed to exist in the future world, but I <laughs> can't quite place where it would sit in our proposed future history of the DC universe. 1984? Maybe. Speaking of 1984. I'm assuming it. this happens sometime before. The robots rise up and take over Earth, and we have pneumatic mail tubes. Well, we don't have pneumatic mail tubes, do we? Because in this universe, mail missiles. Oh, right. Where they load the mail into an intercontinental
1: mail missile and
0: shoot it around the globe. Can you imagine? That's for priority packaging. Amazon Prime. (laughs) Just a missile (laughs) flies into your house and explodes, and here's your Christmas present. Well, it's almost
1: as bad as him leaving it in front of the garage door. You know, oh. and then you're like, you're looking at the, you're in your day, you, you turn on the front porch light and there's nothing there. And you're mm-hmm. like, and it's, I thought it was supposed to be delivered today. And then you go on Amazon.com and it says, left by garage door. <laughs>
0: left by garage door. They, the way that our house is set up, mm-hmm. you literally ha- could walk two steps from the garage door and get to the front porch. Right. You, you, okay. It's more like four, but it's just around. eight. The sidewalk and the front door. They've already driven up the long, long driveway. Our driveway is that long. It's It's... like a mile long, right? Uh,
1: uh, No. (laughs) But it's not easy for large trucks to navigate because it's only, you know, the width of a car. And it has a little bend to it. Yeah. Um, It's very hard to back out of.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: Anyway, ultra. So I guess you're not going to take the 1984 bait. I guess we'll just talk about that. Well,
0: yeah, we could have. Go ahead. I'm so excited about Wonder Woman 1984 being released on Christmas Day. I'm so excited. If only our cable system and or television accommodated HBO Max, we're going to have to play it on our phone and project it to the television. That's the bad news.
1: You didn't tell me that.
0: Oh well, I just literally just told it to you. It has to come through our phones. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Listen, talk to Comcast. That's I don't not understand.
1: My we have Comcast. Yeah, we have
0: Hulu. Yep, we have Netflix. Yep, and HBO Max. But it's only on our devices. Yes, because we have an LG television which does not accommodate HBO Max, and we have Comcast which does not accommodate HBO Max. We are Max. not buying another television. I. I that was not in even under consideration. I'm, st- I'm telling that to Comcast right now. Um, I'm, like, no,
1: I'm not listening. Like the whole Comcast Corporation is not listening to our podcast.
0: They don't listen to anything, even if you call them with a problem. Yeah. So okay. Put you on with a robot creature. The
1: invasion of colossal creatures. So he's, of course, um, Ultra is saying, maybe my lightning blast can knock out this alien Goliath, but they can dazzle him. And I can't knock him out, but they can dazzle him and keep him from hitting that train. And the Goliath says, that not Ultra Again, interfering. This time I will destroy him. And
0: then we get to the train that you just talked about. And we move on. A troubled Bonnie Blake, speaking of alliterative names, takes a long drive in the country to weigh a problem pressing on her mind and heart. Bonnie Blake is the fiancé of Ace Arn, who is presumed dead because, of course, he doesn't want to risk blowing his secret identity as Ultra the Multi-Alien... But Bonnie, as we saw in a previous issue, is starting to suspect that Ultra may, in fact, be her fiancé, Azarn. Well, in the comic book world, with uh, secret identities and
1: women who are in love with superheroes, it'll probably take her another 20 years to figure
0: it out. Well, I hope not, because we've only got two more stories after this of Ultra. Oh, and then he's done? Yeah. Oh. So she's driving along. A uh, woman driver.
1: Oh come on! This now, must let's... be the future. <laughs> she's on a long drive in the country to yeah. weigh a problem pressing on her heart. Could Ultra actually be my former fiance Ace Arn? Alliteration. Yes. Could he have returned from the spaceship trip as a multi alien? I I have no real proof, and yet, what's that?
0: Batwur. That's the sound effect uh, where two giants are materializing in a field near the road where she is driving a huge beam from outer space with two giants materializing inside it. Now, I am very concerned about what? That one of the giants is wearing a mini skirt. Yes. I'm afraid Bonnie Bleak's going to get an eyeful <laughs> of something. Well, I think that the artists, I, I think you must in, uh, infer
1: that there's some sort of white undergarment. Why? Because Ultra is wearing
0: a Tidy-whities, and... He's also not wearing a mini-skirt. That's all he's wearing is tidy whiteies. <laughs> what if this is some Scottish alien civilization, and they just wear skirts with nothing underneath? Well, it should be a little bit lower, don't you think? I certainly, I should say so. I hope he doesn't sit down anywhere. Oh, my... God. Oh! Anyway, these giant aliens have appeared and start marching off in different directions. Bonnie alerts the police. Mm-hmm. Uh... Who have. Now, this is why I get confused about what year this is happening in because the police, who are reached via telephone, Mm -hmm. contact Ultra with a giant radio tower. At police headquarters. Beep beep Ultra. <laughs> to be picked up by a receiver located in a secret mountain lair home of Ultra the multi alien. That's right, Ultra. Miss Blake said one of the huge creatures stalked northward and the other south. Hmm. If they were friendly beings, it seems to me they'd have made contact with our authorities by now. I'll check them out, Chief. So all. Ultra flies from his secret den, which he conceals with the use of his magnetic-powered quadrant. He must have some sort of iron
1: ore door or something,
0: yes. We find one giant striding toward the Metro City Stadium, where the futuristic sport of stock car raising is happening. (laughs) Those little derby cars. He's, He's
1: getting a derby car. Is that what you call it, a derby? Well, yeah. It reminds me of when I was in Cub Scouts, and I created a... I whittled... Whittled uh-huh. a brown. I mean a um, uh, uh, what's called a, a box car, box car derby. boxcar derby. Yeah, um, is a thing that that Cub Scouts do. And I whittled a, a, and fashioned a car
0: out of soap or what?
1: Out of um, a block of wood.
0: Okay. I won. Wow! Congratulations. Yes. Do you have a medal or something? I have a picture have to show it. for it. You do? I've never seen album. it.
1: It's a, well, it's in my parents' brain, oh. which I'll get someday. Look at the rings on this giant.
0: Yeah, what's up with that? That's a some bling going on, girl. Well, it's not bling,
1: as you'll find out. Those are not just rings. Those are weapons.
0: <laughs> so he's gone after the stock cars. He's also going to now go after this beautiful, beautiful Art Deco train. Looks a little bit like your brother Andy in that picture. A little bit, yes. Uh, it's the Super Express, which... Despite being in the future, still goes, woo <laughs> Uh The police arrive with their laser rifles, uh, which are useless. They're just bouncing off the gigantic hide. Laser rifles. Yeah, right? Uh, Ultra gives him a mighty punch with his green quadrant. Which he says it should have knocked over a mountain. Yeah, but it didn't no. because he didn't even flinch. No. Now he's going to kick him with his lightning leg. I'm
1: going to kick you with my lightning leg. Zap
0: zap zap, 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 Which blinds the giant temporarily, but suddenly <laughs> the giant sprays Ultra with a liquid. With goo. From one of his rings. His goo ring. Uh, covering Ultra in goo, which hardens and solidifies and Ultra goes plummeting. To the ground. You so know it's basically
1: it super glue. Uh,
0: let's hope. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what he looks like, Ultra? What, the like, schmoo? <laughs> no, like those people in Pompeii, the <gasps> yes! ashen oh, dummies. Oh, people. I'd like to go there someday. Me too. Well, let's plan on it. Okay. Once we're through with this hellscape <laughs> year. Uh, let that be a lesson to you, Ultra. Interfere with Crotum. Crotten. That's his name. And you will all die as Ultra will slowly. Encased in? Goo. goo. Hard goo. Well, it's like cement. you know, it's, Yeah, it's it's yeah. cement.
1: something Because it cracks like cement.
0: Right. Uh, Ultra's strength is not good enough to bust him out of mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. So he starts kicking with his lightning leg mm-hmm. and generates enough electricity to crack it open at the foot. And then he just, I guess, starts kicking himself. To free the rest of his body? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, He gets free, of course, only to find Crottam. Grabbing a jet right out of the air. It's amazing. Uh, The pilot parachutes to safety. Don't worry, everyone. That's part of the comics code, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Ultra deduces that this character seems to be intrigued by vehicles that move at fast speed. Mm Mm-hmm. Thus, the, the racetrack. Mm-hmm. But he's settled on the jet, um, and he fades away with the jet, leaving Ultra to chase the other giant. Right. Who he finds... At, at the Postal Missile Headquarters. Yes.
1: So- now, imagine you want to send a letter to your grandmother, yeah. who happens to live on another continent. Uh-huh. It's okay. It'll get put into a missile and shot to the continent.
0: Right. mm mm-hmm. um, The postal missile headquarters is very poorly secured. It's just got a chain link fence around it. They didn't really design it to keep out giants. Well, no, but still, anybody could hop that fence. What if somebody, like in the older days when they would mail children? What if someone just wants to get rid of their child and send them to another country? They just strap them on a study abroad program or something. Just (laughs) sneak in there. Oh my
1: god. What a great way to save money on study abroad! Right, strap your your college students to a missile and shoot them over to another country. Yeah, no,
0: no. Um, so this this other giant, <clears throat> excuse me, I got choked up for a minute thinking about children being shot all over the world. <laughs> uh, he snatches a missile right from the launching pad. Yeah, and strides off with it. What about that mail? That's a federal offense, stealing mail, interfering in the delivery of mail can Ultra conduit, <laughs> citizen's arrest.
1: <laughs> Do you remember that from Gomer Pyle? Of course. Citizen's arrest.
0: Uh, he tracks the giant to the place where the giants first appeared, in the woods, near mm-hmm. Bonnie Blake, and finds that the jet and the missile now are both encased in some kind of energy,
1: energy shield. Shield. Yeah, Which he cannot...
0: Oh, he, he's not. He yeah He can't break through. No, he can't break through. And the giant disappears.
1: Yeah, they disappear. They just bye. But the but um, the, I don't remember the name of the other giant. But he says, but the the, the second giant says, "Kratum's gotten the jump on me, uh, to the fourth planet from the sun." But I'll catch up to him right now. That would be the of course. Fourth planet Mars. would be one, two, three,
0: Mars. Yeah, Mars. You're correct. I have to count them in my
1: head. What was the saying for the planets? I can't remember anymore.
0: My v- vehicle. Very. My vehicle eats monkeys just so you never pee. My vehicle eats monkeys just so you never pee. You totally made that up. Yeah, I did. But I'm pretty sure that's it. So,
1: do you remember the... um, the saying, or did you have a saying that you can remember for the classification system of animals and plants? Uh, no. I do. Okay. Kids play catch over famous Gracum school. Kingdom, phyla, class, order, family, genus, species.
0: Huh. Isn't that funny? You like ha funny or like sea monkey funny?
1: Um, or how about uh, the circle of fifths, sharp signatures? Could Greg do
0: all every boy finally could? Um, nope. Or? I mean, I know the staff lines, every good boy does fine. Right. Or good boys do fine always. What is B to sharp B?
1: What? Oh, that's, I'm sorry, that's that's a fret thing on a guitar.
0: (laughs) Oh, good lord. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm
1: sorry. Let's go back to this.
0: All right, so Ultra cannot put a dent in the force field. It won't give under lightning. Mm -hmm. It resists his magnetic pull. Maybe try the bird claws. That's what
1: can it. it
0: all mean, Ultra, says the police sergeant who is in a full mid-century police uniform, mm, although yeah. he has a laser rifle and a sick car. He doesn't he? Um The Giants aren't actually attacking us, he notices. Mm, yeah. Yet their crazy actions threaten our lives. Yeah. So uh Ultra, you know, runs over what he knows so far. They definitely had something in mind. The jet racer, the, the super, super express, yep. and then the jet plane. Um, there's a definite pattern, all right, and maybe I'll get the answer on Mars. So, he heads to Mars.
1: Yeah. Um, and, of course, um, what's her name? Beatrix? Bonnie Blake. Bonnie Blake. Um, she says, do, it careful. Uh, do be careful, Ultra. In all your experiences, you've never run
0: into anything as dangerous as this. So she knows all of his experiences. She's very close to him? Well, he did run into four aliens that shot him and uh, turned him into a freakish creature with no discernible genitalia. Okay. But I guess these giants are tougher than that.
1: So returning to his mountain lair, Ultra boards his super spaceship, and he says, for the first time in uh, in this life, meaning I guess his ultra alien life, um, I am... Leading, uh, uh, I am leading as Ultra. I feel a little helpless. Um, Even if I catch up to those Goliaths, I don't know how I'm going to defeat them. That's fair. He hasn't been able to do
0: anything uh, to stop them. Not so far. Right. Um, So he lands on Mars, where he finds one of the giants. And the populace of Mars fleeing because they can clearly see up the giant's miniskirt. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's... That bothers me. Of course it bothers you. So the giant is uh, marching across the city, crushing buildings in his mighty grip. And Ultra says, you know, he's crushing objects with terrific hand pressure, almost as if he were testing them for hardness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? Um, Ultra observes that this giant, of course, is... Immune to the ray blasts of the Martian police force, but or he, as we might call them, Martian man hunters. Oh, 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 <laughs> sorry, different Mars. I'm it. here all week, folks. Um, um,
1: suddenly, the multi-alien changes course, and he says, "That that metal storage silo sparks an idea." Yes, yes. yes so I'm going to make a try to now. If I could just make a basket on my first
0: pass, he takes that giant silo and does what? Scoops it up with his magnetic powers. And tosses it right down on top of the giant, trapping him within a metal silo. That is a classic cartoon trope, isn't it? (laughs) I'll say. Um, Then he uses his magnetic powers to pull the giant away from the city. Smart, smart, smart. Mm Because if the giant falls over on top of a building, that's bad. Um, The giant does fall over. Oh, good. Okay, I see he does have shorts on underneath. Um, giant tumbles over and crushes the silo with his weight and stupid ultra still has a magnetic pull pull on the silo and a plank of it flies over and
1: makes him see. It's funny that it's very important to you that 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 that, um, giant is wearing some sort of undergarment.
0: Well, listen, I always worry about things like that. Like Apache Chief? Yeah. Giganta, especially. You know she didn't have... Drawers on under there. Um, So, Ultra is stunned momentarily. It turns out this giant, whose name is Varro... The other one's name is Crotum. Crotum
1: Crotum and Varro.
0: Varro has the ability to bring plants to life. Mm -hmm. Um, And these plants also shoot out sticky liquid from themselves. So he's stuck to the ground. Luckily, there's a statue nearby of a. Of Ponce de Leon,
1: <laughs> the early explorer of Mars. Yes,
0: yes. Uh, he uses his magnetic power to draw himself toward the metallic statue and away from the sticky goo in which he is entrapped.
1: Uh, which he successfully is able to do, but there's still a lot of goo attached to him. So luckily, minutes later, as the Martians come to Ultra's aid, they use their what? Uh, powerful vacuums. Which I guess they just carry around with them all the time. Hey, you know what? You're, in, you're battling with a giant, but we're showing up right now with a powerful vacuum to get the sticky substance off of
0: you. Well, presumably, these Martian plants that were brought to life by Varro... Presumably, Varro didn't give them the ability to shoot sticky liquid. They probably had that already. So it kind of might like... be common, like a Venus flytrap, it might be common on Mars to get stuck in sticky goo if you're out in the woods. or I'll give you that, sure. Down at the
1: public park, something. So Varro's making a beeline for the Pan Panro Liberty Diamond, which mm-hmm. symbolizes Martian freedom. Mm-hmm. And the other giant is joining him. And mm-hmm. the two giants start fighting over this... This, this uh, liberty diamond.
0: diamond, or almost <laughs> diamonds, uh, this glittering stone. One of the giants remarks, "Is indeed the hardest substance on this planet. It will surely win first prize." <gasps> it's a contest. It's a contest. We didn't know that before. Now we do. Um, so the one giant, Klo- Kratum, Kratum. uh he shoves the diamond into his belt pouch and disappears leaving Varro to try to find something else hard on Mars. Oh, sorry, I thought they would get a bigger laugh. I, I'm censoring myself right now. Um, so Varro strides off towards one of the Martian mines. Ultra deduces that he's going to just reach in there and collapse the mine, and so he's got to save the miners. Exactly, so he rushes in ahead of Varro, and warns
1: the miners, telling, telling them there's danger coming this way, no time to explain, alert the other miners to join
0: us, and fast. So maybe this is after the robot apocalypse, because why wouldn't they have robots working in the mines? Why would they just have normal Martians in there? Uh, we cannot necessarily tie this universe to the rest of the DC universe. No, we must. Then I don't know. Well, I'm just going to place it after. So we have... Maybe there's a reason why. Lexaphone, Robot Revolution, uh, Disaster Earth, Home of Commandy, The Last Boy on Earth. Okay. Followed by uh, Renaissance, where we do not use robot labor.
1: I'm sure the listener who hears you that knows a little bit about comics Mm -hmm. was just both entertained and titillated by your rewriting of history or your... your, uh, your uh, correction of, of history or, or...
0: No, that's not what the... the sequencing. Sequencing of historic I f- events. forgot the atomic night. So there's an atomic war in 1986. Civilization rebuilds. Mm-hmm. Maybe then, after that, that's when the robots get sick of humanity and try to take over. Okay. And then... Um, then we have the robot-free Birth. Okay. okay, so you were saying this is probably 2020? Probably about that, yeah. Yeah. Um, get ready to hear some barking because there's people walking by in the street and it looks like a freak show circus. What are they doing? I don't. I can't see them yet. There's all kinds of different vehicles and people pushing on? and pulling oh, things. is and... the Proud Boys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Listen to our dog react.
1: Oh, she's got a little go kart. That looks. i like ai would like a. I'd like a. An adult-sized version. Look at that cool cart she's got. I can't see it now. It's the pink thing. It's the pink thing. It's so much fun. Look, she's coming out on the other side of the tree.
0: I hope a giant doesn't look, look, grab look. look. It oh my God, that looks
1: like so much fun. Why don't you run out there and see if you can borrow it? No, they're not wearing
0: masks, and I would scare them. Anyway, the miners are saved. Okay. Hooray! And Varro steals a mineral that is hard enough to match Crotum's. Okay. And now to the ninth planet. Mm. As everybody knows, the ninth planet is Pluto. Pluto. My vehicle. P, Pluto. Yes, (laughs) correct. (laughs) Except it's not a planet. It's an exoplanet. No, it's a microplanet. Microplanet. What'd they call it? Exoplanet? I don't know. Anyway, you know my very good friend, Chris. Mm -hmm. He's the lead engineer Mm -hmm. on the New Horizons probe, which explored Pluto. Does Chris listen to our podcast? I doubt it. Okay. He's sits in church and works out his theory for the origin of the universe. So he's probably got better things to do than yeah. listen to this. Yeah. Um so Varro what's his name? Krato, Kratum Varro. Kratum and Varro. Yes. Varro fades away, presumably headed to Pluto announcing that once there I will find the most powerful source of energy before Kratum does and win the game. Ha ha!
1: I am so glad that they have that they think out loud. Yeah. Otherwise we wouldn't know what to do. I mean, if, if they didn't think out loud, they would have come to Earth, stolen a couple fast things, encased them in energy, and that would have been the end of the episode. Like he would have spent the rest of the time of the comic trying to crack through that energy.
0: Unless, what's under those tidy whities he might have mind reading ability in his shorts. Okay.
1: So we get to um, it's uh, down to Pluto. He well, says, yes. And he says the main source for heating
0: of the Pluto, of the frigid planet, is the. Uh, that will be the most powerful energy source. Yes. Which yes. is what <clears throat> the giants are after. Right. But if the heat source is cut off, the Plutonians would freeze in their tracks. Right. So he's got to get to
1: Pluto and hope that the giants don't stumble onto that reactor. If they do, he doesn't know how he'll be able to stop them, but he has to because the Plutonians need to survive.
0: Right. So, soaring to Pluto under full power, Ultra arrives just in time to observe the giants getting ready to attack the reaction plant. Yeah, right. But Um, neither of them has, has come upon the reactor yet. A reactor plant, sorry. right. Um, Even though it's printed in giant letters right there on the side of the building. Perhaps they can't read uh, English. Well, Crotum's moving right for it. Okay. Um, So, Ultra realizes he can't distract Crotum for long, and Varro might spot the plant at any time. But wait. They said, out loud... That there was a time limit to their scavenger game, and the two giants are hostile to one another. Oh yeah, by the we forgot to mention that Ultra figured out they're on a scavenger hunt. Oh, that's because the giants think out loud. Right. Um so maybe I can keep them both busy and eat up the clock. Yes. Very so clever. Very clever, Ultra. He gets Varro's attention and says once Crotum reaches the reactor planet, you'll lose the game because that's the most powerful energy source on the planet.
1: As, ah, he really does give it away. I don't I, yeah. don't. I don't like that he gives it away. He must. Have, I, I wish he'd been able to see something else than that.
0: Well, because he wants them to fight.
1: I know he does, but like that's a huge gamble.
0: Don't you think? Well, I don't know. It's very risky. They wouldn't. Uh, they're pretty evenly matched, and they wouldn't destroy the plan because they both want it. Yeah. For the prize. Yeah. Here so, they come again. Our neighbors. They are uh, battling over the plant, and while they're wasting time, Ulta takes the opportunity to get that merchant diamond off the belt pouch. Yes. So at least he won't get away with that. It's the one thing that he was able to do with his lightning kick. Yep. Minute after minute passes. (laughs) Do, 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 (laughs) do. As the alien goliaths hammer away at each other. Neither giving way, but finally... I don't know how Ultra knew how much time they had. Yeah, they didn't, They never said how much time they had. Well, they did. I'll find it. Go ahead. Uh, so Ultra gets the giant's attention again and says, hey, you guys, your time is almost up. Um, meaning that they have to give up this quest and just go back with the prizes that they have. Yeah. Which now they don't know that they'll be absent one diamond.
1: Oh yeah, so it's back on uh, page thirteen, but he doesn't really say. He says, "Don't uh, don't be a fool, Varro." This is what uh, Kratom says. Uh-huh. Uh, we have only a few hour- a few Zarn hours left, and we still have the last prize to get on the uh, on the planet, on the ninth planet. So, they, uh, of course, Ultra has to know what Zarn hours
0: are. Well, he is a spaceman, so okay, and he is apparently known throughout at least our solar system. Okay. But- Um, Anyway, the reactor is saved. He guessed right. The clock had just about run out on them, and their teleportation powers were limited. Mm -hmm. It couldn't take them back to their own sun system. It took them back to Earth, where they collected the jet plane and the mail missile. So that mail will never get delivered. No. the Goodbye Christmas. Right. Uh, So they're fading away the beam, the same one that Bonnie Blake saw when they first arrived. I love that you say Bonnie Blake. Um, Ultra returns to Earth. Bonnie announces that the giants are gone. Ultra already knows, of course, because that's how he planned it. They teleported back to their own solar system with their stolen prizes. They're welcome to them. It's a, a small, small price, price to, to pay, pay as long as we're rid of them. Right. Well, I don't approve of that. I don't think he should just let giants come to Earth and just take anything they want and get off scot-free. He should track them to Zarin. Yeah, they could have made them. this go farther. Sure.
1: Right? Especially yeah. if the pilot had been trapped inside the plane. Yes. Right?
0: That would have been appropriate to keep the story going farther. Remember? In our first episode, when Superman took the train full of international policemen to, to Venus. Venus. Where they would be crushed immediately. Right. Those were the days. It seems like yesterday. Um. Do you have anything to add? You have a new podcast, don't you? Uh,
1: Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, Um, I mentioned it once before, um, liberally speaking. Yes. And um, I do produce the entire thing myself. Uh And unlike this one where we have a comic (laughs) book just to sort of guide us through a witty witty banter, I actually have to do research and such. So uh, the the episodes don't drop weekly. They drop (laughs) right now once a month. (laughs) So uh, I just released another episode, my second episode.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Yeah,
1: it's really interesting if you like to, to uh, have discussions about
0: the... If inter- you like NPR, you'll love it. There you go, yeah. That was a compliment, by thank the way. Thank you, thank you. Um, how many listener do you have? I don't know, I don't, I'll
1: don't. i have to ask you how to figure that out.
0: Oh, you got to track your metrics, bro. I,
1: <laughs> I barely know how to produce the damn thing and upload it. Well, well, I mean, it doesn't sound like I barely know because I've got you to help me with things.
0: But. Well, and it also sounds very professional, unlike this. You don't have creaky chairs. And no, and there's music over it. No, yeah. like yours says, you know. Well, well, you've got it made, don't you? I'm, I've got it made because I've got a wonderful teacher. Well, the reason it takes you so long is because you get tied down in editing. Just I do. Record it and press send. I That's out what out all do. the ums and all the no. likes and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Who's got time for that? I've got comics to read. I know. You oh, my God. You can find us on social media at gogocheckpod. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your free podcasts from. You can find Dr. Husband on his own podcast called Liberally Speaking. It's about the liberal arts, not politics. Don't No, panic. no, it's not politics. And uh, you can find us right back here next week. Thank you for listening. Thanks a bunch, gang. <laughs> Right? Right. Okay. Bye. Bye! It's time to give all of